Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. It's so great to have you here with us today on this Tuesday. Hope that you had an amazing and restful Labor Day weekend. Excited to get back up and going as Duke football starts the year off 1-0 with a victory against Temple. 30-0 was the final score of that one on Friday night from inside Wallace Wade Stadium. If you haven't done so already, make sure you follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. I'm on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore and proud to be serving as your host for Lockdown Blue Devils. Make sure you follow and subscribe to our podcast for free wherever you get them. Also check us out on YouTube daily where you can watch the show and be sure to subscribe over there. As he does each and every week, my good pal Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast is here with me. He was in attendance for the opening game. He was featured in the Duke Football Cinematic Recap <laughs> video, hyping fans up for the start of the year. Josh, it's good to see you again. Thanks for being on the show today. Hey, man, thanks for having me. It feels it feels good being 1-0. Uh, and, and I'm just a fan. I can imagine how those players and coaches feel, you know? I mean, it's a great feeling to not yeah. give up any points whatsoever. Let's kind of run through the ball game for folks out there. I want to start with the atmosphere, and then we'll get into uh, some major takeaways from the game. Later in the show, focus more on the offense and the defense will be the final discussion here on today's program. What was the atmosphere like? We talked all about it leading up to the game actually kicking off, but to be there in person, how would you describe it? Well, yeah, first of all, I thought that Devil's Gate, which is a new thing Duke has put out, uh, it, it, it kind of centers around Krzyzewskiville and the parking lot attached to Cameron. Uh, that is now student tailgating. There are also food trucks there. There was a stage there with some music going on. Um, and the parents are now uh, right there as well, where they feed the parents. And so I thought that was a huge success. In fact, they're going to need to add more food trucks. There was not nearly enough. Um, a lot of a lot of long lines for sure, uh, but that was really really neat. And so I thought they did really well on that. The student turnout at the game was the best I've ever seen it. Wow, and ever I mean it ever. Um, they had a section that they had you know assigned the students, and then they spilled over uh, into other sections. And so it was really neat to see. Um, you know, and and the the other attendance was a little spotty, but it's a Friday night game. It was Labor Day weekend. You know, I wish that the stands were more full, obviously, for the kickoff of the Elko era, uh, but the students did help a lot, and so that was really, really neat. Um, and so, yeah, the atmosphere was great. It was great to see a bunch of people. I know the players were so ready, man. They were so ready to get out there and, and hit somebody else, and, uh, and boy, they, they did. And I know we're going to talk about it, but they, they truly came out ready to play. It looked amazing to watch on television, the atmosphere. You could feel it on TV, so to hear it's the same way there in person is absolutely outstanding. What a win for Duke football to kick off the Mike Elko era. 1-0 as a head coach as he gets his first win on the sidelines in Durham. Uh, had a nice black hoodie that he was rocking on the sidelines. Yeah. Look the part of the Duke football head coach on a Friday night. So what are your biggest takeaways from what you saw on the field? Wow. I mean, the biggest takeaway, uh, number one, is the energy that we saw during spring ball and during fall camp. 
translated into the game, uh, which that was, you know, that was a big deal. Uh, you could tell it from the moment that those guys ran out. Um, and so the energy was there. But then I think also the control. And, like, this wasn't just Mike Elko and his assistant coaches getting these guys hyped up. Like, these guys came out, and that offensive scheme, beginning obviously at quarterback, but even, but the rest of the guys, it was like they were in sync. They were They were ready to roll. The defense – it was like they completely forgot that they were the worst defense in the country last year. You know what I mean? The, the corners were covering. The safeties were coming up and making plays. Uh, we spoke to Jamion Franklin, uh, and Jamion said, yeah, I was just clogging the middle so that Dorian and Shaka could come make plays. He's like, that's my job. And so really neat to see, really cool to see coming out. And then, I mean, obviously us getting the first uh, or losing the coin flip, so getting the ball first. And, like, you know, just immediately, man, just setting the tone with our offense. So, really, really awesome Friday night. Yeah, I mean, I was so fired up to watch it on on television and to see the atmosphere, the energy that the players were talking about. I think energy would be one of the biggest takeaways. And I tell you what, that quarterback for Duke football, the performance that 13 had, Riley Leonard had, leading the Duke football team was sensational and uh, really excited to see what he can do and build on that this upcoming season. Let's talk about Riley Leonard's performance in the Duke football offense here in just a moment on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils. This episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up the college football season. It's so easy to win. You can win cold, hard cash in a single game. Underdog Fantasy has investment backing from Mark Cuban, Kevin Durant, Adam Schefter, and way more. Why would you not want to be a part of that? They have always been focused on building superior products for a fan user experience. Customer support team is top-notch, the best in the business. Here's an awesome deal they've got running with us over at Locked On. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store and Google Play Store and sign up with the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. If you deposit $100, you get $100 for free. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy, promo code locked on. Underdog.com, sign up today with promo code locked on. Get in on the college football pick'em action today. Moving forward on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils, I'm JJ Jackson alongside my buddy Josh Cox. We do Football Talks Section 17 podcast. We got to give Riley Leonard some love, man. I mean, he won the starting quarterback job for the Duke Blue Devils, and man, did he look the part. Had one start officially last year replacing Gunnar Holmberg, but this was the first time that you're the leader, you're the face of the program in this quarterback battle with Jordan Moore all offseason practically. What did you see out of the quarterback on Friday night? Uh, Confidence, (laughs) decisiveness, um, I mean, he, he wanted to have fun. Like you could tell, um, and man, it was like, um, the most beautiful thing, you know, to me was Riley putting it together, but then also seeing Jordan be on the receiving end, you know, of that, that 52 yeah. yarder that was almost a touchdown. And then a little bit later on in the first half, Riley and Jordan connecting on a touchdown. And to me, you know, watching these guys battle through fall camp, those two guys specifically at the quarterback position, 
and then watching them connect on the field as a quarterback and wide receiver, that was just awesome to me. That was that was like that was really neat. In fact, if you listen to Locked On last week, I believe one of the things that we mentioned was that no matter what the two deep says, Jordan's going to be on the field. Yeah. And sure enough, the very first play of the game, I believe it was Eli Pankole, uh, Jordan Moore, and Jalen Calhoun were your three wide receivers. So uh, that was really neat. But but back to Riley, and I know I know there's a lot we can say about Riley, but he came out. He did not look like a, a sophomore. He looked like a senior. Um, and he looked like he was the leader of that team, and that's exactly what he did. Terrific performance for Riley Leonard. His first touchdown pass goes to Jordan Moore, who he was just competing with in a quarterback battle throughout all of fall camp. The irony in that is top-notch and just uh, crazy uh, that Riley Leonard was able to play the way he did. Jordan Moore looked electric out there at that wide receiver spot. You still had uh, the guys that we were used to seeing over the years, and Jalen Calhoun and Eli Pankle. Talk to me about the rushing attack. What did you think of the tailbacks? Because I tell you what, Josh, we talked about kind of the collective group that they were on last week's show, and all of a sudden we saw all of the tailbacks contribute to the win on Friday. Yeah, I mean, we called running back by committee, and that's exactly what they were. You know, Jalen Coleman was uh, – you got got that rushing touchdown, the first first touchdown of the game there. Um, and uh, But, I mean, we saw Jock Lesmore look very good. We saw Jordan Waters look very good. And I believe that's what we have to get used to. I mean, obviously, we can't say the rushing attack without mentioning Riley Leonard led us in rushing. <laughs> and I will say this, I felt like Riley didn't force anything – he ran when it when it was open. I don't feel like, you know, they didn't. I, I don't know. Sometimes you see a quarterback run, you're like, man, he had a receiver open down the field. I don't know why he tucked it. I feel like Riley's runs were all appropriate uh, to what was going on. So uh, that was neat. But yeah, that running back by committee, we called it. I think we're gonna see it. I mean, they were within like two carries. Uh, I think those three guys were within like two carries of one another, and so uh, solid. I mean, once again, the the committee thing is the is you know, kind of the new wave of what's going on in running back rooms all across the country. And so I think uh, Duke looked good uh, in, in the running back room Friday night. Really special to see all those guys contribute. You talk about what Duke was able to do a season ago with Mateo Durant and, and breaking the single season rushing record. He got started right out of the gates last year against Charlotte. So when we're evaluating the rushing attack after week one, Josh, we didn't see anything like we saw a year ago. But nonetheless, we saw a victory, which we did not see a year ago in that game. And, and, and to moving forward with Duke, knowing that you've got so many of these running backs that are able to contribute, plus Riley Leonard's ability to move the chains with his legs yeah. as well. That's huge, man. And at the end of the day, 500 yards, 500 total yards. And so, you know, where we maybe didn't have that 200-plus yard uh, rushing attack, we had a whole lot more of a potent passing attack, uh, you know, if, if you if you rewind to a year ago. And so this was a lot more potent uh, offensive attack, in my opinion. Uh, we spoke with Jalen Calhoun, and he mentioned the scheme that Kevin Johns has put in as allowing uh, him and the other receivers to get a little bit more separation. The offensive line is holding, or at least they did Friday night, uh, held off that pass rush uh, pretty well and allowed Riley to get in a rhythm, allowed for the timing to get there. You know, you think about it, so many things have to go right in a football play for the wide receiver to get off the line, to get separation, for the offensive line to block, for the quarterback to have a sight line. You know what I'm saying? All those things have to come together in order for the packet passing attack to work. And so it did. And so the offense 
I felt top to bottom, the offense looked great. The obvious only question mark from Friday on the offensive side of the ball, if you want to call it that, is the field goal kicking. And so that was something that Coach Elko mentioned in his press conference early in the week. Yeah. That he's got to see something better from Charlie. You can't 50% it's not going to cut it. Yeah. Charlie's a much better kicker than that. I think all I think we all know that. So he's going to have yeah. to show it. The um, numbers there. Charlie Ham three for six on field goal attempts Friday night. And uh, yeah, that's nine points left out there on the field by the Duke football team. And we have seen better play from Charlie Ham over the years. So a little bit surprising. I mean, earlier this season, I talked with the great Phil Steele with his preview magazine, and Duke has the number one rated special teams unit in the entire ACC going into the season. It was the top-ranked unit that Phil saw uh, from this the squad, and to have that performance at kicking was uh, just not something that we expected to see. Those wide receivers for Duke, though, pretty dynamic, 328 passing yards for Riley Leonard in his debut, 24 of 30 for 328. We never gave out those official numbers a little bit ago uh, for two touchdowns, but you had both Jalen Calhoun and Jordan Moore with six receptions each. Calhoun goes for 90 yards. Uh, Jordan Moore with 77. Samir Hagens had two catches for 54 yards and a touchdown. I mean, uh, just all in all, that group was great. Yeah, another, uh, you know, when, when we're watching practices and we think we know, you know what I mean? We're watching these guys. We're like, man, he's looking good. Samir Hagens was one of those guys. And we kept telling people, Samir Hagens is taking some steps forward. You better watch out for Samir Hagens. So when we saw him from our section, we were watching, we saw that play unfold, saw him beat his man. And I'm like, please, like that would be awesome. And sure enough, he got the touchdown. It's like, yes, we've been calling that. So uh, Samir looked good. Um, and, and you know, look, we have a really good rotation there at wide receiver. Um, it, re- it really is. And so John Tavis Robertson, you know, doesn't get the credibility, you know, the cred that, that a lot of times other guys get. But he's right there. Like we said, Samir, obviously Eli. Eli's been a lot, a much more consistent uh, player for Duke in practice, yeah. and he showed it in the game Friday as well. I felt like he was more consistent than what we've seen from him in the past. And so that room's in good hands, and we've we have had the struggle of separation in the past, and I, I believe the Kevin John system is going to help us get some separation. Josh Cox from Duke Football Talk Section 17 Podcast is joining us here on the program today. We're talking about the Blue Devils' season-opening victory, 30 nothing over Temple. Yeah, Temple didn't score, so we need to talk about that defense, and we'll do that here in just a moment on today's episode of Locked on Blue Devils. Football season is really here, and thanks again for making Locked on Blue Devils your first listen every day. But now for your second listen, make sure you go check out the ultimate pro football preview 2022. Yeah, college football, it was amazing this past Saturday, but pro football gets going this weekend. It's an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. Thursday night, we see the start of it with the reigning Super Bowl champion, L.A. Rams, taking on the Buffalo Bills, the local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one ultimate NFL preview. Again, search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, final segment here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils. My name is JJ Jackson. I'm joined today by Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast. On this Tuesday, Josh, you guys have a Wednesday episode of the Section 17 podcast set to be published. Uh, What can folks expect in the episode? Yeah, we talk in detail about our experience from Friday night. 
Um, we uh, preview Northwestern, and there's there's quite a bit to talk through with Northwestern for sure. Uh, a lot of things up in the air about that team, in my opinion, that we don't really know about yet. Uh, and so they had that bye week last week after playing in Ireland their first week. And so we also talked to Dave Innett, who's their play-by-play guy. And so make sure you check that out. It's going to be great. We also announced a really awesome giveaway that you're going to want to be a part yeah. of. Um, if you're local, if you can make it uh, to the October – no, I'm sorry, September 17th game, the A&T game, we are giving away four tickets to the A&T game in the Blue Devil Tower. They're $145 a piece. It's all you can eat. All you can drink, non-alcoholic. You can buy your alcohol if you want, but it's all you can eat. Two different buffets you can choose from. Like it's an incredible experience up there. And so we're giving that away. We announce it on the podcast. So gonna be Check a good it time. Out. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I can't wait to uh, to listen to that tomorrow when it comes out. All right, zero points scored by <laughs> Temple on on Friday night, and uh, man, that Duke defense. What were uh. uh I mean, the major takeaway is that they didn't give up any points. But but what else comes to mind when you evaluate that group? Well, you, you know, it's funny because Mike Elko is the defensive guy, right? He's the de- defensive mind. But what did Duke fans do from the moment that we heard Mike Elko was, was hired as coach? What was the biggest question? Who's the offensive coordinator? Who's going to be the OC? And I understand why we wanted to know that. Right. But it seems like we focused, like, so much of our attention leading up to the season opener on the offensive side of the football, obviously because of the quarterback battle and things like that. But Kevin Johns uh, did his part, but then so did that defense. And, uh, and man, Simpson and Smith put together a good game plan. Um, you know, the, the off, I mean, the defensive line controlled the line of scrimmage. Um, they, they kept speaking of moving people off the ball and they were moving that offensive line back uh, only ended up with one sack. And it was, uh, I believe a half sack each for Jamie on Franklin and Dwayne Carter. Uh, but um Dewan Mathis never got comfortable. He never looked in rhythm. He never looked in sync. Uh, and then most importantly, Duke won the turnover battle. Um, and shout out Cam Dillon, uh, another guy we talked about that was looking good in practice, second string linebacker for forcing a fumble. A speedy young fell on it. I think Jamie on fell on another fumble Yeah, uh, as well. And so, what, man, let me tell you something, not giving up any points winning the turnover battle. Who is this Duke football team, JJ? I don't know who they are. We haven't seen them in a couple of years. But it looks like football is back on the defensive side in Durham. Which is amazing. I mean, it was so much fun to watch, and and the defense was so great. You mentioned the one sack that the front had. Duke also had four tackles for loss in the win. And then Dwan Mathis, the Georgia transfer, now playing quarterback for Temple, was never comfortable the entire night. Their backup quarterback came in. He attempted eight passes. So collectively, the quarterbacks for Temple went 14 for 29 for 114 yards. That is less than four yards per completion and less than 50% completion rate, which is lousy for any football offense. Total credit to the Duke secondary for getting the job done as well. Yeah, they, they they were really good. 179 total yards given up by this defense and, you know, biggest question mark other than quarterback, you know, they're in fall camp, but biggest question mark that we um, kept saying was the secondary. And I tell you what, Josh Pickett, Brandon Johnson, uh, Speedy Young, and then, and then Stinson uh, and, uh, and um, 
Darius Joyner, sorry, his name escaped me real quick. Those are the guys that started. But, man, it was really neat. I felt like Daquan Johnson came in and played well. Chandler Rivers played really well, had a really nice uh, pass breakup, had some good tackles out there. And so, yeah, the secondary, man, they, they, they did what they needed to do. But once again, it is because, in my opinion, you mentioned it and so did I, Dewan Mathis never looked comfortable. The defensive line was getting back there. They weren't necessarily completing those sacks all the time, but they were getting back there and they were disrupting his timing and he couldn't get the ball out. Had to do a lot on the run, making it really, really difficult, that's for sure. So Duke football 1-0 and to start the year. Can't complain whenever that happens. We're certainly excited for what this team could do moving forward. Big test on the road coming up at Northwestern, which we will continue to preview throughout the week. Coming up on Friday, we've got a crossover podcast coming with our friends over at Locked On Northwestern to get you set for the game coming up. Josh, the time is always greatly appreciated. Looking forward to seeing what Duke can do on the road this season. Thanks for stopping by and uh, being on the show today. Hey, thanks, JJ. Have a great one, man. That's my buddy Josh Cox joining us here on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils. Thanks so much for your support. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils and follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Subscribe on YouTube. The support really helps over there on YouTube. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.